to another talk podcast. I'm your host, Jaden. Today we're going to be talking about MK Ultra. So how about we just dive on into it? Project MK Ultra. What was that, you may ask? Well, that was the code name for an illegal human experiment program made by the CIA. The project was used to develop ways to identify drugs such as LSD that could be used for interrogating, as it weakens the person and forces confessions through a lot of brainwashing and psychological torture. The creation of MKUltra by the CIA began in the World War II era, using drugs and sorts of unwitting test subjects by the Nazi concentration camps. This was a practice that Nazi doctors had on one Dachau concentration camp. The Dachau camp was at first used to hold political prisoners, people who were imprisoned for some sort of political activity one part took in, but slowly expanded into a place with forced labor and imprisonment of German, Romani, Jews, and Austrian criminals. But the camp isn't what we're talking about here. Keep in mind, this was a secret program which was highly illegal but done by the CIA. The CIA recruited Nazi torturers and vivisectionists to complete the experimentation on thousands of subjects. But let's break this down even further more into detail. The early times of the Cold War, the CIA, we assured, the communists had discovered a drug or a technique that could allow them to control the human minds. In detail to this, they decided that a project called MKUltra to research and find mind-controlling drugs that were going to be able to make them use as a weapon against their combat rivals. MKUltra was employed from the 1950s to the early 60s. The project was run by two men, a chemist, Sidney Gottlieb, and a journalist, Stefan Kinzer, to which both spent several years investigating and putting time into the project, not to be confused by the creator of this whole entire fiasco, Alan Dules, the main man of this bespoken catastrophe. Godlib says some of the experiments were surreptitiously funded by universities and research centers. Kinzer says the others were done by American camps and detention centers in the countries, such as Japan, Germany, and the Philippines, who were helping in the process of MKUltra. Many unwilling test subjects experimented psychological torture, from high takings of LSD to electric shock. Now, this is based on research left remained by Kinzer. We will get on to the reason why we use the word remained. These guys wanted to make a way that we were going to be able to take control over the mind. Godlib realized this was going to be a process of two parts. First, blasting away already existing parts of the mind, then find a way to add in a new mind into the void which had already been left by the previous. Now, that was their plan, and Kinzer Notes explained the nature of the whole entire work, how it's hard to say the cost of the lives that have been put into this project. They single-handedly destroyed many lives of innocent people and essentially brutally killed many as well. In the end, it is a spoiler that I already know that mind control was not achievable. I mean, Godlib then later, after making MKUltra, had shut down. The CIA helped him with another project which made high-tech gadgets and poisons for spies to use. Kinzer wrote a book about the ways of the chemist Sidney Godlib in a book called Poisoner of Chief. And I have read some of the book and it truly is fascinating on my end. Godlib's research on mind control with the CIA. I mean, it was truly so incredible to see what was going on in this man's head. Now. How did LSD have a play into the story? 
well, it begins with how the CIA brought the drug to America. When CIA scientists found about LSD and its uses and effects, they quickly had a huge fascination for it when directing MKUltra. Sidney Godlib is the name of the man who brought LSD to America and is now called the one who got LSD culture to where it is now. In the early 1950s era, they arranged to buy the world's entire supply of LSD and bring it to the U.S. He then spread it around to different types of facilities, you name it, it was there, and asked them to carry on projects to research how the human body reacts to LSD and see how it might be a chance to, to use it as a tool for mind controlism. People who volunteered to undergo these experiments took the LSD on many occasions and said it was pleasurable, telling people they knew about it, which the drug started to get popular and many started getting into this adventure of the culture of LSD. Allen Ginsberg was a poet who expressed quite dearly the amazingness of his chance with the use of LSD. He got the LSD from Godlib, not knowing who the man actually was. Now, how did MKUltra experiment on prisoners? But let's focus on one of the most popular stories, Whitey Bulger. Now, you're going to be asking, how did someone like Bulger think, yeah, you know what, I'm going to sign up by taking a drug for a long time for an experiment to see how the drug works because, you know, they don't know. Well, it was because he was told that it was aimed for finding a cure for schizophrenia, taking LSD every damn day for more than a year, and finding out whether it has nothing to do with schizophrenia, and he was a test subject for reactions of how LSD worked, and he was traumatized, of course, as he should be. They wanted to see what would happen to a man if they gave him LSD for long periods of time, and how the brain would react to this, and how they were going to lose their mind. Bulger, after finding out what happened to him, told his close companions that it was going to find the head doctor of the experiment and kill him. He, in all right, was annoyed and horrified about what had happened to him. Getting back to the hiring of Nazi doctors and using Japanese torturers to use as methods, how did the outside countries have to play into this funhouse? Again, it happened in Nazi concentration camps in both countries, and torturers and vivisectionists were working on subjects explained what they had found out with their experiments to help add on to the research. An example would be Nazi doctors used to use mesalin extensively, first at the Dachau concentration camp, and the CIA was particularly interested in identifying whether mesalin could have been used as a secret for psychological manipulation, which was one of their main lines of inquiry. As a result, they enlisted the help of Nazi doctors who had been involved in this experiment. The Nazis also contributed information on the toxic gases such as sarin, which is still used today. Nazi doctors traveled to America to tell the CIA officers at the Fort Detrick in Maryland, which is a core of this experiment, about how long it took for people to die from the sarin poisoning. Godlib and the CIA set up a secret detention facilities around Europe and East Asia, prominently Japan, Germany, and the Philippines, which were mostly were mostly within American authority in the early 1950s, so Godlib didn't have to worry about potential conflicts here and there. CIA operatives in the U Europe area and Asia were constantly apprehending suspected enemy agents and wanted to come up with different manners to distract suspects during questioning, you know, get them to confess secrets, and possibly even program them to carry out acts against their will. Alan Duels, who commanded the CIA's project, initially called it Bluebird, then Artichoke, and ultimately MKUltra, as a fundamental to the United States' survival or extinction. Now, these experiments were very unsupervised, of course. 
All of the work that Gottlieb did was without observation. His Tiddler employee and his real boss, Richard Helms, as well as the CIA director, Alan Dules, had given him a thumbs up, but none of them were particularly open to learning what he was up to. This gentleman had the authority to murder, and nobody even glanced over his shoulder whether or not you know, he requested human beings from all over the United States and the world to subject them to any other abuse he chose, even to the point of death. He was required to sub- he was never required to submit any subject, you know, uh, reports to anyone. Um, and this whole pro- process was truly crucial to believe that the U.S. chance for dominating the playing field. But as we now know, that wasn't still the case and now isn't as well. Godlet's profession came to an end in the 1973 when his sponsor, Richard Helms, then CIA director, was terminated by President Richard Nixon at the time. Once Helms was removed, it was only a question of minutes before Gottlieb was removed and most essentially trying to remember what Helms was the only member at the CIA who knew Gottlieb had been working on. As they had been both leaving the CIA, they agreed to destroy all MKM Ultra's documentation. Gottlieb ended up driving out to the CIA records office and ordered that boxes full of MKUltra documents were going to be erased. However, it appears that certain papers were discovered in other locations. There was a stockpile for expense, account reports that were not removed, and a variety of other slips of papers. So, there was enough information out there to piece together part by part of what he exactly did. However, his attempt to erase these prints by wiping out all those documents in the 1970s was a huge hit for him, and it hardly became official to say what the man truly did, unless you speak to people who fell through with his trap and survived. Again, he was straight up torturing those poor souls and evil kinsum. So if you managed to get out of the place, you would have to ought to have some psychological problems. Alrighty, well, that concludes today's podcast episode. Hopefully you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. I'm Jaden, the host of Another Talk Podcast, and I'll see you guys in the next one.